A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists Presents, hypothetically speaking, a Marvel What If podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson with episode three, What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. Is there anything wrong grammatically with that one? I still see What If Sharon Carter Were the first Avenger. That's a shame. I saw that when this was watched by me. Yes, uh, Nick Fury struggles to launch the Avengers when candidates are targeted by a serial killer. Sorry oh, geez, about that. Any spoilers already? But anyway, before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about the topic at hand, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them. There, social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Marvelous. You can also find us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Peter Melnick. I'm on TikTok, at Peter Melnick, but better. You can find Eddie Wilson on social media. Yes, you can, and it's at Instagram, at Eddie9193. And as per usual, Facebook page, Eddie Wilson, the one wearing sunglasses. There we go, at a boy, Eddie. Honk, honk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nudge. Waka, waka. Say no more. Anyway, you can also find us Thank on a you. wide variety of streaming platforms. Tune in Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among many, many others. Have RSS feed, will travel. We'll be there. Yamo be there even. <laughs> Somebody's going to have that name, and it'll be your fault. Probably. Hi, what's your name? I'm Yamo. That was a speaker in Denmark, actually. I don't mean a person that's giving a speech speaker, but a auditory sound speaker, J-A-M-O, from Denmark. I used to and or still have those speakers from when I was a youngin' DJ for Mobile Party. But, as you say, I digress! Thank you. You can also find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share, five-star if you are ever Ever so so inclined. inclined. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash... The Marvelous... For as little as three dollars a month, to as much as you can. <laughs> what was that? Was almost slap in the face. That's what it was. You can find us on there and support the show. Like I said, three dollars a month gets you early access to episodes. Three dollars also gets you our undying love, gratitude, and affection. Five dollars gets you access to all of that stuff and more exactly such as fantastic voyage where we cover all 102 issues of stan lee and jack kirby's iconic legendary fantastic even run on the fantastic four also we have you haven't read that where eddie wilson reads things he hasn't read before it's right and it's eddie wilson reads women's day magazine that would be a first see maybe not their first issue but any will do but like I said, yeah. Better. Also, go on belowthecollar.com slash themarvelous and get a Dad Joke Immune t-shirt because, God willing, if you've made it this far, you are, in fact, Dad, Dad Joke immune. immune. Yes. 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 That turned out very well. I loved it. Except for you yelling those three words. Well, still. It was happening together at the same time, but then you had to be volumatically higher oh, significantly. 
I didn't know what we were doing. Let's try it again. You are, in fact, dead joke immune. Oh, I like that one. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Jeez. Hooray. Yay. Throw a baby in the air. Don't catch it. Finish each other's sandwiches again. Woo. But also, ladies and gentlemen, what? I love you. As you wish. Eddie, we're talking about what if episode number three. What if the Avengers got a cap bust in their ass? Uh, okay. I'm not talking about America. Your title. Um, well, I got a little dismayed by that. Okay. <laughs> well, it is America's ass. But in regards to this episode, got to tell you, I had a blast watching this. I was watching it on the treadmill, and I was actually paying attention. And hopefully you didn't fall off the treadmill. Oh, no, well, no. Oh, it was after the walker run or whatever. Okay, you were I just, was... like, hanging on the treadmill and just... Do-do-do, I'm walking, yeah. watching the Avengers on the award-winning Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus, give us money, because... Starting with Monday. Day after Sunday, yes. Well, we only get the five days of the week Well, here. I don't know if you know this. Never on Monday, Tuesday's too soon, Wednesday and Thursday just won't do. Uh... There's a couple of different versions going on here, but one is the Beatles, but this is not the one you're thinking of, I think. Friday just won't do. Friday, I'm in love. No, man, what the name is the song? It's from Darren's show on WFMU, but never on Monday, Tuesday, Susan, Wednesday. Well, the Cordettes do a never on Sunday also. Then on Friday we can begin, because on Saturday love just never ends. Sugar, 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 sugar. Anyway. Woof. Okay. I was trying to go for a song. went way too long. Sure did. Sure did. Anyway, yeah. We apologize for the preceding. I got to tell you, um, man, that Samuel L. Jackson impersonator was really, really good. <laughs> yes. But no, I my biggest takeaway from this episode was every single impersonator did a phenomenal job, and they knocked it out of the park. And then you have actors like Mark Ruffalo, who never does voice acting work. And he did a great job. Hey, Sebastian Stan, how you doing? But, and again, that is not coming as bias as people who are, you know, quote-unquote acquaintances with the ever-loving green-hued Hulk. But he really did a phenomenal job. Like, he got his inflection, he got his direction. Absolutely perfect. And somebody in this episode shows up. We're talking about Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Mm Mm-hmm. Hiddleston did a five-minute short on Disney Plus with The Simpsons where he comes out as Loki and does, you know, whatever. And it was the worst voice acting I've ever heard. <laughs> like it, I, like, moaned and kvetched about Sebastian Stan. Hiddleston on that Simpsons Avengers short is the absolute worst voice acting I've ever heard. Flip side, you have him on this, where he's being all Loki, doing his thing as the character... Knocking it out of the park. Oh, he made some progress. He's learning. How no, like, no because great. that was recorded before this that Avengers uh, short. I took a shot. Uh, no, because it's one of the things of a good vocal director. Somebody wasn't having a good day. Yeah, somebody sucked at the Simpsons studio. Daniel Powder, you had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Well, I played that song in the car. I ate, like, you know, a pint of ice cream after work. <laughs> oh, what flavor? Come on. Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. Okay, now we know. Because you had a bad day. Leave it to Daniel Powder. Or Beaver. But in regards to... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh I got to say, though, overall voice direction was phenomenal in this episode. And I think it also depends on, like, 
some of these actors don't know what they're getting into in regards to doing a voiceover job, you know? And I feel like... They should. I would love to be a fly on the wall watching Ruffalo doing his because you could tell he was having a blast doing this. You know? Yeah, I think so. And just overall on the, on the topic that is at hand of the voicing stuff is that if you're paying at least half attention to the voices, oh, yes, I know that voice. Oh, that's a character. Okay, well, this one doesn't sound like, but I know who the character is by looking at him, so let's just go with it here. And but, but I, and, it, and it's working, you're, I think. You're saying, though, they don't quite sound like them? I thought they did. No, I'm saying the ones that you don't perhaps 100% recognize as who would be the voice, because maybe you think that you've got X number of characters, and I mean a certain number, not the letter. So if Ruffalo is the Hulk, then why isn't Jeremy Renner Hawkeye? No, and Jeremy so on. Renner was Hawkeye. I'm saying all across the board, it's either 100% or not, not this mix-up amount. Brie Larson, for example, was not Captain Marvel. Okay, see, there's my point exactly. And if they don't sound like they're the original characters... You're just kind of going along, well, all right, that doesn't sound like who I thought it should sound like, but I know who the character is by looking at this person, animated as it is, and we go with it. I think they all played well together. They all work well together. Yeah, 100%. And what happens, what what makes good sense, too, is if you're up on the Marvel Cinematic Movies and you know, oh, okay, here, it's Monday that they start off with that graphic, that lettering, the word, the big white letters, whatever, and you've got Fury and you've got the Widow and you've got the scene at the diner with the big donut, and Tony Stark, Iron Man, is in the donut, and the line of, please, I'm going to have you to, to uh, exit the donut. And that whole scene about the rash and the antidote, you know that from the Iron Man movie, so you're comfortable, you're familiar. It's ingrained in our memory, yep. and that's the magic of a what-if. You take something up to a certain point that the audience is well aware of, because that shot of him in the donut, while it's not like one of the top tier moments in the MCU, it is very memorable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then the shocker, first one is not the guy, not the Spider-Man villain shocker, but he collapses from getting that shot. Yeah, and when you do something like that, it's it's a great way of deviating from the original material. And you know, I had a conversation with uh, Pete Dolan, the owner of Main Street Comics, the other day about the concept of what if, and he goes, why don't they do a what if Uncle Ben becomes Spider-Man? I go, they kind of did that in the uh, Spider-Geddon story, where one of the alternate universe ones is that. It's not the Scarlet Spider? No, no. Um, This is a completely different one. Oh, okay. But what, you know, he said was, you know, you could do a thing where he takes Peter to the science exhibit, and, like, he gets bit instead. Okay, So, okay, and then you go from there, then all of a sudden, the burglar, you know, the one that, you know, kickstarts the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He pushes him out of the way. Uncle Ben doesn't foil the robber. And in turn, that guy kills Aunt May. And then I said, well, where Mm -hmm. does Peter lie in all of this? And he goes, well, Peter doesn't matter. I'm like, no, what you can do is this. You can have Peter Parker take his time and go, Uncle Ben, you dropped the ball. You ruined this family. Oh, cool. You're just as bad as that Spider-Man guy. You know what? (laughs) He ends up becoming a bad guy and sides with the burglar. And there's a Uncle Ben, I hate you. Yeah. Kind of thing cuz you, you know, but that's contributed you, to taking away my Aunt May. You incorporate all of the quote-unquote, you know, pun intended, webs of this storyline mm-hmm. and you flip everything on its edge like oh, Spider-Man is a good guy in this, in the main thing. Change it. 
bad mm-hmm. guy now. Yep. In this, with the whole big reveal at the end of the episode... It is a flip. we got to change it. Right. Mm-hmm. Hank Pym becomes a villain. Yep. You take what the audience knows and change it. And that's the magic of what a good what-if storyline is. Just like last week's episode. <laughs> it's what if Star-Lord was competent. <laughs> you know, you take a character trait, change it. That's why I'm interested in how they're going to pull off the Marvel Zombies episode. That's going to be new ground for me, I think, yeah, altogether. Completely. And yeah. Because you couldn't get the issue for a dollar. I'll never forget that story. It's, it's a good story. To, yeah. It's supposed to be a dollar. Well, too bad. You're going to have to pay full price. Oh. No. Now, Eddie, you want to try and buy the first printing of that? No. Ha ha. No, I, you know, I lost interest. It was. Oh, I had to pay $5 instead of $1. It's a disillusionment than just like, okay. Mm-hmm. If necessary, we'll go for the compendium. Compilation the trades. If there is such well, a thing on that, yeah, they, they're called the Ultimate Collections. Oh, right. I then. can get you volume two. Well, <laughs> let's join our action already in progress. In regards to just a lot of this stuff, the what ifs work best. Taking a concept and just flipping it on its ear. Mm-hmm. You want to do that. You want to be able to take the whole element of we don't know what's going on and making it into everyone's getting killed off. It's essentially. A crime who, you know, a mystery who done it. And the big reveal at the end of it being Hank Pym is something I did not expect, to be completely honest. That's good. That's be- yeah. They're good uh, what-if storytelling. Because he was never once mentioned in the story. No. And then all of a sudden just the big reveal. Like, that's a good reveal. Like, Well, I think by the time we got to the end of these, because they do it in Days of the Week... There's somebody that you say, wait a minute, why haven't we heard from or about? Why wasn't this character named? And we'll get to well, that. Well, speaking I of, yeah. Without mean, I don't mean the character of Ant-Man, who, since we're at the end now, is really in what? Yellow jacket attire, essentially. Yeah. And we know, or should perhaps, that that was one of Hank's inventions. And he became, in the comic book for a time, as a good guy, took on that persona. Well, the thing is this, Hank Pym in the comics is also a piece of shit quite frankly he's a wife beater if you remember he beats the shit out of Janet uh yeah yeah so you take a character that is already in one art form vilified he's you know he's whatever but he's still like oh you know Hank Pym yeah that guy's a wife beater Mm. Mm -mm. that you have that element but in the main MCU element he's beloved you know, so you got to take, you, you mix it all up, and I like that element. I like that whole. They borrowed from elements of the the comics of making him a toxic figure and moving it in there, and like, well, let's see what we can do with this. And we were talking off mic about it. The reveal of Hope. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot that Hope Van Dyne is uh, the Wasp because yep. I keep thinking in the back of my head, oh, it's Janet, it's Janet, because yeah. <laughs> I don't call the characters by like. How often, well, I can't really say it because, you know, some of us call Captain America Steve Rogers. But how, how often do you call the Hulk Bruce Banner? It, it, it really depends on the context of the conversation and, and which often, one often? that you're call, which which character you're referring to. Because they are two different characters. In, if, you, if you call one one, okay, then you got the picture of Hulk or the picture of Bruce Banner. How so, often do you call Ant-Man Scott Lang? 
in nowadays, yeah, it's pretty much just Ant Man. Yeah, and that's I, I why, think. like, I, th- I think it's a very interesting approach for these characters. Although, if unless you have a cool sounding name, Black Panther, T'Challa, T'Challa is a cool name, and I will still say T'Challa just as much as I say Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's the fact that the character of Ant-Man, for example, was more than one person, yeah. so it's not as synonymous as Black Panther T'Challa. Now let's go back over to Ant-Man. Perhaps. How about Hank Pym? How often do you say that name? <sighs> not as much. Yeah. See, it's... Uh, I think... I think also the me- the memorabil- uh, memorability of the name. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Although... But then again, on the flip side, we also say equally Peter Parker as much as we do Spider-Man, although it might be because it's, you know, a very phonetic kind of name. Maybe, yeah. So, And then it was Tuesday, Dateline, New Mexico, ah. and the hammer in... With the well, handsome boy. Y- y- with the gorgeous hair. <laughs> I love... Coulson's this. ogling over... This Avenger, instead of like in the oh no in the movie oh no he's still uh, yeah. o- he's still oogling over Steve because his yeah. password is I heart Steve yeah no which, Steve 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 yeah Steve see and it's like <laughs> that element of the character of him being such a diehard fanboy yep. of these characters just like I like that in this universe there's fandom and like mm-hmm. we have other than him we really haven't experienced that level of fandom of. Characters having fandoms of other characters. We're going to be getting that soon in the coming months with the Ms. Marvel series. Because Ms. Marvel is a character who writes fan fiction about the characters. She is a diehard fan of the characters in the Marvel Universe. And then she eventually becomes one herself. Can't beat them? Join them. Yeah. I, I, don't, I like yeah. that. I like that idea of the how the characters are viewed by average everyday people, too. You know, you have that, like, in our world, these characters are just, like, fictional characters. They're really cool characters. But in their world, they're, like, either, like, athletes or gods. Mm-hmm. One or the other. You have, like, a cap- char- character like Captain America who is the equivalent of an athlete, sports star. You have Thor who is a literal god. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of cool to see that. And, like, even in the movies, I think... I think in one of the shows, you see T-shirts of the characters worn by everyday people. You know? Yeah. They're more in the mainstream now, so they're more visible and recognizable. And Superheroes are like sports teams in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Am I wrong? Well, outside of maybe seeing something saying, what, Team Iron Man or Team Cap? No, I'm talking about in their world, um, not our world. Yeah, well, well. Like, they're literally like sports teams. Like, you see someone in, I want to say Falcon and Winter Soldier, you see someone wearing a Captain America shirt. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's the equivalent of like, you know, you walk by, see somebody wearing a Seattle uh, Seahawks uh, jersey or seeing some guy, you know. How random was that? I just saw well, let's Seattle see. Seahawks. Captain America, Seahawks, Bird, Falcon. And, all right. Yeah, birds. Caw, 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 caw. That would be a crow, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat that preys on it. I don't know. No, the possum. All right. <laughs> Hey, that's that's how possums sound, right? I Peter Melnick's Animal Kingdom. I should know this. I love possums. Well, I, uh, I really should know this. Why don't I know this? You will. Stay tuned for the next episode. Oh no, I did. Peter possums. I did go to a thing about po- a possum presentation not, uh, two oh. years ago. It was one of the best. 
it was my WrestleMania moment that year. Just you know, like you know, instead of going to WrestleMania, I went to go see Possums. Okay, it was so much fun. Wow, didn't expect to get possums. I, this I left with I left with souvenirs of like stuffed possum dolls. You now I find out I was enthralled. Okay. Well, yes, Ronald. The God Killer that. is Hawkeye now, or is it? Dun dun dun. Yeah, exactly. By his arrow, he says he didn't fire it, release it, shoot it. I did it. not hit him. I did not. Yeah, it was pretty much dead on. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then, what, in in the cell? that Because he, he's, of course, in prison. Hawkeye goes toxic. Avenger, even. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. I didn't really set myself up for that, too, did I? But yeah. the word is used, toxic. And something happens to Bart. And he's also deceased. Did he have a cow, man? I don't know. He's just out of the picture before you know it. Wednesday, Dateline, Culver University, Virginia. Black Widow, Betsy Ross. Betty Ross, whoops, little slip. I'll be honest, Betsy and Bruce do not look like their titular characters whatsoever. Yeah, no, no, that's true. I feel like the Bruce Banner looked like a mashup of Ed Norton and Ruffalo. Sure, it the, could be, because that's who you're trying to perhaps visualize them the <laughs> looking. Sh- the schnoz on Bruce Banner is not a Mark Ruffalo schnoz. Mm-hmm. Again, we've been in the presence of the man. That's not a Ruffalo schnoz. No. No, it's its, uh, its own version. That, that particular artist rendition. It's of, a variant of, of the schnoz. A variant, a schnoz variant. Okay, fine. Now enter, what, Loki and an army here to avenge Thor? And I, I like seeing that element of Loki's character where in this one he like he gives a shit borderline about his own brother. Yeah, yeah. He's more yeah. I don't know if he's in control or in, he's in command. So maybe he uh is more what honorable or good perhaps than yeah. we've known him to be. But he's not gonna take any, you know, poop from anybody. And I guess it is uh Tesseract that he's holding, that he's freezing everything, perhaps. He doesn't take guff. Yeah, exactly. You ever take guff, Eddie? Oh yeah. Where'd you take it to? Take it to the limit one more time. Eagles, thank you. Back to the birds. Here we are. I like Wait, that. Wait, that's a 60s group. Okay. And we get the Hulk. Who goes kaflui? Who goes oversized? I, just like, oh, no, he's not. Oh, oh, no, he's, oh, he blew up. Wow. Okay. I oh. got to say, it's not a what if unless characters die. We yes, got this I how know. many times? Well, let's many. see. Many. In this one episode, there's many happening, but exactly, yeah. But in the background of Loki speaking, I think, in one part, next to him, I'm sorry, is, I believe it's Lady Sif. But behind him in the background looks like one of the Warriors Three. And I forgot his name with the big red beard. Who's one of I those three? I know who you're talking about. The Volstag, maybe? Yes. Okay. And he's back there, too, because even my wife, Nancy, who watched this episode with me, said, wait, isn't that one of the... Yeah. Yep. You got it. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fatty over there? Yeah, it is. No. One of Thor's gang or something like that? No, he, she didn't say that at all. But would, she did point would, out that she noticed. Yeah, like, I know, and you did. So I one of the, no, I didn't. I did not say it. I just said I would say that, and you said, no, "Sir, sir." No, Steve, Steve, Steve. We get to Manassas, Virginia, the public library. Ah, oh, man, you are quick. And that widow, and the Black Widow, and Coulson having the interchange, and and needing that password. 
What's the password? Steve, Steve, Steve. Or at least part of the password, anyway. Password is password. That is a terrible password. And that was a game show. Aren't you in charge of security? Not, not I. It's not working too well. But I, I see how Black Widow does some serious butt kicking that follows here. Oh, that took is getting kicked. It's she's 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 really yeah. Again, I love that element of they they say little things and it's great. Like the only reason she can be able to hit people is because she catches them off guard. And every single person that she punches in the face is getting ready to punch her, and they don't get caught off guard. I kind of love that. She's it, moving very quickly also. So yeah, but, but they're still full attention on her, and they know, I'm going to punch her, and then they just get punched in the face. And it's not out of surprise. It's her reaction back. I, I guess. I, I, mean, loved it. I loved it. There's a line, I think, that she says in there. It's something about ah someone someone that's dead two years is is like doing something to that effect. Um but then I fast forward to... Oh, Eddie, what a way with words you have. Say, then I fast forward to her saying, what, Hulk, it's about, it's all about Hulk. At least that's what I thought the words were before something happens to her, Black Widow. What, Sue's Disney? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a story to let go. Just go their separate ways, well, I mean, perhaps. I mean, they did. Yeah, she fell yeah, off the cliff. Yeah, I... Yeah, she did make that noise as she fell to her doom. Well, we don't know doom. that. <laughs> Word bubble that. I mean, geez, okay. Uh, oh, I think the next thing I see here is a, a Nick Fury and, and Phil Coulson exchange conversation. And Eddie, before before you continue, can I do yes. my Black Widow impression? Didn't you? No. Ooh. You want to hear it? Um, I, this is not, this is a trick question. This is a test. Sorry, I'm the one that hit the hand on the desk. Yeah. It was more the overture of the music that was doing all that. We didn't need the actual physical sound, so it, it did a much better job in that respect. Nick Fury pulls out this, what, beep? Is that a beeper from the 90s, Coulson says? And it appears to have been, he puts it, Nick puts it away. I think he doesn't, I doesn't look like he activates it. Pushes the button. At least what I see. Push to the thought. button, Frank. I know. And then hope is. There's always hope. I think Nick is saying. There's always room for Jello. Or ice cream fits in all the nooks and crannies. Actually, I go with Jello. Oh, it's fine. Could, 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 could be right. Yeah. Uh, Nick next Fury time, goes. Next to, time we go to a convention, I'm getting Jello as the dessert, and I'm gonna go do that for you. Not all, that's gonna have to be a diner, probably. Pro, well, yeah, you never know. Diners have, like, everything. Hell yeah, they do. Okay, then that's the idea. I went to the Seinfeld Diner uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, you did. Oh, so nice. Except for all the um, scaffolding construction going on yeah, outside. You got to do what you got to do. You know? I suppose. But it was delicious. I'm glad to hear it. You didn't even tell me about it. But anyway, Peter Nick Fury Peter. goes to uh, see who's boss. Well, he's talking to a destroyer, essentially. Yeah, Tony Danza, yes. Tony. <laughs> that's who's the boss, right? Who's the boss? That's right, Tony Danza. Angela. Te TV show alert. Okay, fine. And then it's Thursday. I'm in love. Oh no, that's Friday. Oh, same thing. But Iron three the, day weekend. The AI that Iron Man talks to Friday. Yes. And or Peter, perhaps. Oh, that's you. Thursday. Hope Van Dyne, as in Hope Van Dyne Tombstone. We're seeing. And here's the reveal. 
It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Fury in the cemetery. Hank Pym. God, we are insufferable sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mostly this end. And how is it that Nick Fury can kick Yellow Jacket, Hank Pym's butt all over the place? He does a lot of CrossFit. Well, he multiplies apparently too. As he's, uh, what, teamed up with Loki. I love how they can make you forget that a character is in a scene because I completely forgot Loki is in that scene until, like, you see the reveal. I'm like, oh, that's Loki. My stupid ass is thinking the entire time, oh, my God, you guys, multiple man. Multiple (laughs) man. You're going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hydrox. Is that a cookie? I thought so. Okay, good. Oh, man, I remember uh, my former coworker, Matt Shortle, just, like, randomly goes, I'm a... I'm a Hydrox man. I go, is that, is that a form of Clorox? That's <laughs> a form of Ox. Oh, man. One of the Enforcers, I think, in Spider-Man stories. Oh, that! The, oh, the Enforcers, the Suck Squad. I hate those guys. <laughs> I'm Fancy Dan. Look at me. I'm twirling around a lasso, jackass. That's right. Oh, those guys suck. Man, oh, man. They, oh, ooh, you got me on a roll. It's not even Kaiser. Should we go with Great Lakes Avengers next? I'm... I like those guys. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're almost ready to get to Friday, the day that is. And uh, what is it? The ex- Oh, Loki wants to have an extended stay on, on Midgard. Nick Fury is like, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. Pretty much. Yeah. But now here we are, Friday, at the United Nations in New York City. And I'm in love. And Loki, you and the cure, yes. And uh, Loki addressing the world. The subjects, and I'm not too happy about about that. Or, but it seems to be accepted that that's going to be the case. The the somewhat disturbing thing we're seeing the all gray lineup of multiple coffins with the Avengers symbols on them, and we've seen those symbols in different marketing. So, in other words, there's a fist that's essentially, and it's gray or or black actually on the gray, and that's essentially meaning the Hulk. And so on, the Black Widow symbol. It's the first time they've ever been utilized in the actual movies or shows, yep. ever. Whereas you have Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice, as we have amateur graphic designer Lex Luthor put all of their logos in that secret flash drive thingy. The thingy. It's, it's all about the thingy. Mm-hmm. Either, either uh, Lex Luthor really likes WWs for Wonder Woman or he loves Whataburger. Oh, another another burger franchise. Okay, not enough. We had a couple of them recently that are competing. The but battle of the burger. It could be. It's all about the toppings, I guess. The accessories. And if we ever do uh, San Diego Comic Con, you want to go to In and Out with me? In and Out, I suppose. Cool. The oh. the food's on me. Literally, mm-hmm. I'll just spill it on myself. Oh. Eddie, would you like ketchup on your fries? No, forget it. Just take a little off the shirt and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then Fury finds, and I forget where exactly it is, uh, the the frozen shield. Not as in the organization, but the... Or the wrestling group. Red, white, and blue. Well, you know what? Symbol of... It made me laugh when I saw that. Because I was talking uh, with Nick uh, Wells about that. Mm -hmm. And he brought up the point of, I made the comment... Wait a minute! Is is that Captain Carter? And he goes, no, because she she got polluted in from the portal. That's what you. That's the sound you make when you go through a portal. Oh, okay. And he, you know, he's like, no, that's uh, Steve Rogers in there, probably. I would think so because this is now. And before we got to this last day, the Friday, I'm thinking, okay, well, who's left on the list of 
Avengers. Who's on the roster? I'm thinking Captain America. Tito. You know, Tito? Well, in a different dimension, perhaps. Sure. The Jacksonverse. But where? What's going on with with Cap? And then Nick Fury says, welcome back, Captain. Now, first I'm thinking he's talking to the block of ice. Turn around. There's Captain Marvel. Where's the fight? She did the fist thing. Yeah. The end. And then, the yeah, it ended with a nice fist thing. And I got to say, overall, I would say this episode just knocked it out of the park in regards to twists and turns, thrills and chills. And spills. I was going to say spills and wills. Well, you did already because of the food thing getting on you in and out, whatever, you know. But overall, yeah, like, like I said, just a fun episode. And it, it was a nice whodunit of a what if. Whodunit? What if? You know, it yeah. was, and again, very well acted from all of the performers involved. I don't think it was Michael Douglas reprising the role of Hank Pym. Correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't in there, right? Yeah, I thought that was dead on. It, his it, voice and it, his likeness in the animation anima aspect, yeah. If it wasn't him, yeah, they did a, the voice actor did a phenomenal job. And it shows where it kind of drives me crazy when you'll see these animated versions of these shows like, you know, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon or Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And you have these actors. And I always go back to the Family Guy joke about, you know, Jim Henson's dead. Now we have wrong-sounding Muppets. And then you hear, you know, <laughs> hi, Swedish chef. Oh, hi, Kermit. You know, it's like you have that. Yeah, I get that. And you have these characters that, you know, in those animated series don't sound like what you're expecting them to sound like. Mm -hmm. But they're intending, oh, this totally is a Tony Stark type. You know? Mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, voice actors sounded just like Tony Stark. Voice actors sounded just like Scarlett Johansson. Voice actors sounded just like Hank Pym. I think we have a match for Hank. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. If it was Michael Douglas, that's a big get for the show. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't, I'm actually going to do a quick Google search of it, but. Because we've spoken about it several times, so hashtag Alanis Marset, you ought to know uh, what the correct answer is here. Nick Fury was played by Samuel L. Jackson. Hank Pym was played by Michael Douglas, so he ding, was. Ding, 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 ding. Man, that Michael Douglas sounds just like Michael Douglas. Thanks. Ironically, off mic, me and Eddie made the comment. I go, oh, man, Eddie, that Samuel L. Jackson impersonator sounds just like him. Yeah. Man, I'm a jackass. But anyway, we got uh, Clark Gregg reprising the role of Agent Coulson. Frank Grillo reprising the role of Brock uh, yes. Rumlow. Yep. Jeremy Renner, who I he might have been the weakest of the vocal performances in the whole episode. Because he didn't sound exactly like him? Ironically, yeah, he didn't sound like himself. Okay, I agree. Yeah, but it was just like the performance is just like very blah. Jamie Alexander reprised the role of Lady Sif. Sif. And then... You got Ruffalo back, who, again, knocked it out of the park. Ben Hiddleston. Mm -hmm. Mick Winger Winger was the one that played uh, Tony Stank and Iron Man. Yeah. I was the voice actor, though, for me, that was surprisingly sounded like the real deal was General Ross, played by Mike McGill. That genuinely sounded like? He did sound just like the real deal, but it wasn't him. I did not make that connection. I said, no, that's not William Hurt. It's It sounded like him to me. Okay. Your ears. Yes. Bruce keep, Springsteen. Keep them. Inside Joke Theater. Okay. 
Keep it, ride. keep it there. Don't let that one out. Boy, you don't remember the joke. Mm. Bruce Springsteen, car ride. What? That doesn't sound like Bruce Springsteen. Okay, now you get it. Now it's an insight. Oh. Bruce yeah. Springsteen versus John Cafferty. Yeah. You lose. Playing dark on darkness on the edge of town. Anyway, on the dark side. Oh, whatever. <laughs> now there's going to be a whooping. Now there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. No, that was I more don't... like a Will Smith Wild Wild West. Thin Lizzy, you horse's ass. I know that. You went to Thin Lizzy. Yeah, it's going to be a jailbreak. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in this town. I love the episode, Eddie. What did you think? I thought it was really, really good. That borders on love also, yes. So I think that's going to wrap this episode up before we both wring each other's necks. <laughs> For the mark. <laughs> Eddie's making paper airplanes now. It's going to be a paper throw at him ball. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Why not? Excelsior. Ooh. Because we're getting closer to Halloween. <laughs>